You're listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, episode 91. You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures mate for life. But isn't that, like, cheating? We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. This is the Touch of Flavor podcast. Dating and relationship advice by kinksters for kinksters. Join us as we tackle BDSM, sex, non-monogamy, and how to build extraordinary relationships in an ordinary world. And now your hosts, Cassie and Rigel. I, I could have been milking my tits this entire time. I don't. You know how much milk I could have just gotten? I don't even know what to say here. Right? I do. What? I could have gotten a bunch of milk. Okay, Amanda, can you say it in a different way, though? I could have been groping my breasts this entire time. There we go. Is it that better? So, yes, that's For the so milk, much though. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to do with her, Cassie. Oh. And I also don't know what to do with this fucking... That's what I thought you were going to say. And that's erectile dysfunction. Mike, I've Listen, got going on. so many people suffer from this. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's so normal. Maybe you should give it something in magnesium. <laughs> wrong. Maca. Maca. Give wrong it some maca. Maca. <laughs> so kind of the wrong supplement. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how many supplements you're taking. You're taking like 85 supplements. <laughs> One of those is supposed to make you more hard. I don't know. I'll tell you what it's more not. One of those has a nice side effect. It is not Mommy's Knows Best because that That's would be a I'm horrible saying. name for an ED drug. <laughs> Mommy Knows Best. Because <laughs> that's some of it I'm taking. I'm just going to... I don't think they would sell any. I think I think they would, but I think it would be to the wrong crowd. Or the right crowd. Depending on how you look at it. Look at us laughing and bullshit and shit. I'm just going Look at us, to doing record our thing. and get another mic that doesn't have erectile dysfunction. Well, maybe put that. your hand back on it the way you just had it, and that would help it. <laughs> if you bit. continue to stroke it, it might. I don't think it is. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to give it a little patience. <laughs> you know, I don't think anybody's been drinking wine. <laughs> oh, that yeah. sounds so good right now. Why would you say that? You want wine? No. This is our normal podcasting song, okay? When did that happen? Did that happen? Because oh, we got, we all got super into this song. Yeah, because the kids showed us this cr- the crazy, the crazy music, music video with the chicks making out and bloody. Is this on the soundtrack? Uh, uh, head, head, headbutt. Yeah. Headbutt. Oh God, I don't. What is it? Headbutt something. So, is this on your playlist of awesome? Yes. Yeah. Oh, sure. my dad does that when he listens to the song. You know what else he does? Clap your hands. I can make you clap your hands. Big <laughs> too much your dad. Dangerous. Or, let me see you clap your hands. I get really nervous. You put it super close to the edge and I feel like I'm going to drop it off of there. Yeah. That's better. It's better. It's good. Because I'm clumsy. Take a risk. And shit. Uh-huh. Try something new. I need chapstick. My God. My lips are so chapped. You know what I hear is good for chapped lips? Arms. What? Wait, wait, wait. Muscled arms. Wait, go ahead, Cass. Muscly arms. <gasps> I hear. That just makes you more thirsty. 
I'm going to take your water. You better stop. <laughs> I am thirsty now. Go ahead, Cassie. Finish that thought. <laughs> Anything sex related. <laughs> I was like, I could fill in with all kinds of things, but I'm just going to say any of them. All, all right, of them. All any right, of the things. Right. Let's, let's start talking about sex again. Um, I need more sex in my life. No, but like when you get excited about it. This is the only way I can adequately check your levels. After having the baby, I want to have a DP scene. I've told he needs to step up or I'm going to step him out. Yeah, that's about negative 12. <laughs> Down or out. Down or out. Amanda's too high. <laughs> so the dog, by the way, just so you know, the dog responds to down or out now. Which sounds like a ride or die song. Yeah. Down or out. Down I've, been, I've been working with him on it. And down or out means like lay down or get out. And he's responding to it very well. Uh, Amanda, just count for a minute or talk. Uh, can I just talk about the DP scene? Is sure. that cool? Do I need to get closer to talk about it? Like, because this is where I'm going to be sitting. So no, sit so where you're going to sit. Great. So we really need to talk to about me having a masturbatory lounge. Like that is that is imperative for me, not for you. You know, occasionally to- we're going to fuck somebody who is not going to be okay with. It. Yeah. So it was like I'm okay. Wait, you I said brought, I brought. Yeah. I was like. I was like, you know, Amanda would definitely like to watch that. And he was like, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. And if it I makes said, him feel better, we can get a little peephole. All right. So you won't even know I'm there. Said. That's what he said. He was like, is there a way we could do it where like I could like not see? And I was like, well, like after the baby, that's like streaming? after the baby, I will have a baby monitor. Whoa. Whoa. Well, okay, good. Because like, if I'm too close, he's, the Hitachi is going to just give it all away. <laughs> <laughs> This is giving me a very good idea of where to set people's volume. <laughs> like, it's very accurate. It's very real. We'll just be like, <laughs> like, yeah, we'll just have to borrow the baby monitor. That's, that's genius. Right? Yes, I love it. What point should I tell you to? I've been recording for like 10 minutes. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Fine. No, you haven't. I mean, You're a liar. All we can do what he wants with it, but he should take <laughs> out of it just because. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't you know, like bloop it or do a sound yeah. effect or something. Yeah, or... don't don't actually say because people have, know. We have wait, a sound. Wait, I need to ask for DP. <laughs> or can we make a dong sound? Well, it's just like has like, like for the DP, thug. and I'm like, wait, who's getting DP'd? You gotcha, but I wasn't yeah. sure when you first said it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I wouldn't mind coordinating another DP scene at some point too. That'd be fine too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, not me. Well, I'm not really concerned anymore because we're going to have that baby monitor. I can watch. Oh, my God. If it if all parties consent. The, huh? Uh, huh? Uh, huh? We don't have to do the weird creeper in the corner thing. With a masturbatory lounge. Although I'm adorable. You are adorable. I'm not. You're and sometimes you, 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 you're a good roommate blocker. Hey! And you're very helpful. Very helpful. It's it's very helpful to be in a situation where you're like, I am tackling somebody and now I can't find the lube. Oh, wow. It appeared. Lube fairy. Yeah. Boom. Here you go. Me well, gloves. I mean, we've talked about how much stuff we lost at camp when you weren't there. I don't know about on the podcast, but we have all three definitely talked about how much stuff you lost at camp because we're now used to when we consensually non-consent people just <laughs> letting stuff land where it lands and having it magically get picked up behind us. Is that a term? Consensually non-consent people? I, like I mean, sunk people doesn't. I mean, CNC people, CNC people. We, but then that CNC sounds like them. a machinist. Since people, I since people, but that just sounds like I'm saying I seen, I seen them. <laughs> I seen them. I seen them. I seen them at camp. I seen them at camp. <laughs> I collect all the saint stuff. 
But we did. We lost what? We lost at camp. We lost a dildo. We lost a... A cane. A cane. Well, none of that would have happened if I were there. We had to make breaks for Louvre a couple times. Mm. Yeah. How, how awful. And then we had problems with the fox, with the gloves. You had to run you into the dungeon so, because so our gloves were, were ripping. So you had to, you had Those to run. Those were shit gloves. Those were shit gloves. Well, I would give them a bad review. You I are. Found I can remember gloves. who you, they were. You are an amazing assistant. Thank you very much. You are. It Thank is you. true. Which is. Kind of far, kind of far off our topic for the day. Yeah, those are like very different topics that we're we're going into. We're kind of. I mean, you started with pregnancy and yeah. DP. Yeah, and I said baby monitor. You so did. I mean, we're we're kind of we're in the ballpark. Rolling. Yeah, we're 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 connecting it. If you want to try to put those very scattered dots all together, what? I'm just dotting dot here, dot there, dot here. Yeah, it can it can look like a constellation. So. The thing is, is we sometimes forget how much our listeners pay attention to what goes on in like our day-to-day lives. And for you guys, you 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 listen to the show and we do the same thing with podcasts. We listen to things like that where we know what's going on in other people's lives and we want to know stuff. And sometimes we forget. And we actually had someone who sent in a question. Well, actually, we had a couple of people who sent in things. But it started with one. It started with one. And it was from Anna from Virginia, and she's 33 years old, and I'm going to actually talk about her her question that she sent in. And what she said is, I'm a longtime relationship outside the box fan, listening since 2017, and I am wondering, what's going on? You mentioned a baby on episode 84. We're going on episode 90. What is going on with the outside the box baby? We haven't heard anything from y'all. So... This wasn't something that we were trying to keep from you guys. Like, we're not trying to hide anything from you. So we decided that we were going to invite Amanda on. So we have Amanda on today. Hey, hey. And uh, we figured we'd uh, open it up. And we got a couple other questions that had come in on their own. And then we opened up for questions and had some more questions come in. So we're going to answer all of your outside-the-box pregnancy questions that came in about what's going on with our family. Yeah, so a tiny bit of backstory, right? Because I think a lot of people, one of these questions is, how's Cassie doing and when does she do? And I think one of the reasons that people are kind of, I don't know, questioning is because we took a really, really long time to announce because of the way that the pregnancy happened, which I think we're actually got a question on and we'll talk about here later. We didn't know how things were looking health-wise, so we kind of played it close to the chest for a long time, not just from listeners, actually from everybody. There's only like, I think the only people who knew were actually like besides our group, like maybe one or two other really like close people and then whoever was around us when we found out. So yeah, we didn't even, we didn't even tell like family until several weeks in and and that was like my parents two months in right yeah so we we told my parents when it was at a pretty much safe point and then we didn't even tell like your family or amanda's family or anybody else until we were even further along so some of you might have found out around the same time that some other people did well because the facebook announcement was how Everybody except very immediate family and friends, I think, found out. Well, it was supposed to be how my family found out. (laughs) I was was wondering if that's how they found out. And then I remembered they don't really use 
They don't really use the Facebook, the Book of Faces. How did they find out? I ended up telling them like three or four months. <laughs> like they were, they they did not, Um, they were not some of the first to know. And we've got questions about families and stuff on here too. So let's let's actually hop into some of these questions. So as far as Anna goes, one of these questions is what what does Amanda think, which I think is actually further. We have a couple of questions kind of that dig more into that. So I think we should answer that there. But uh, how is Cassie doing and when is she due is the first question. So I'm due-ish, early March-ish. Health-wise, how I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good, fairly well. I have gestational diabetes, so that's uh, why the uh, due date is not necessarily clear because big babies equal induction. But overall, I'm doing really well. And we're due in March-ish. All right. So so that's how Cassie's doing. That's what you do. Everything's going pretty well in spite of the fact that you are kind of a medical disaster. All things considered, I think she's doing great. Like, yeah. Except for the calorie situation. Calories are, are hard to keep up with the low-carb thing. Well, we were yeah. expecting the gestational diabetes. It wasn't a surprise to anybody. I know it was a disappointment, but it was not a surprise. Yeah, I had that with man cub. So I knew it was coming, but it was still one of those like, damn it, I want to eat all the sugary things while pregnant. And then I feel like <laughs> the only thing I would do would be like bring you sugary things as snacks. And that was my... You know, that was my sweet thing. And now I'm like, I can't bring this to her. But then I feel bad that I can't bring her sugary snacks anymore. Wait, can you not eat pickles now? I can have pickles. Pickles do not have any carbs in them. This has been a discussion already. I can have fucking pickles, which is great. Next time she pulls out a pickle, watch her because she cuts it into slices. The whole pickle, she cuts it into slices to make it last longer because you can really only have one pickle. I can have one pickle. I got to tell you, the way this conversation is going, I really, A, you should come on the podcast more, and B, I really wish you weren't pregnant so we didn't feel guilty drinking wine in front of you because this would be fantastic. (laughs) I'm gonna, as we go further in, I'm going to decide just how guilty I would feel about that. I mean, you can be drunk on that face, though. Pregnancy. Do you see her face? How dare you? Oh, God. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll just sit here with my water. We can get you some unsweetened tea. <laughs> she doesn't or diet like no, soda. She doesn't like tea. I'll get you some. Okay. I'll get you seltzer water so it's like bubbly. And put some of that drink spray stuff in it. Oh, I can't even. I was going to say we can put some Skittles in it and make it like a joke without the you alcohol. Can't. But you can't have the. Yeah. There's sugar in yeah. Skittles. And you need Sprite. <laughs> anyway, what's Amanda think about having the baby? You can, you can give we, the yeah, short answer Yeah, here. give the short answer. We're going to go into some of the deeper ones later. Oh, I'm ecstatic. I'm super excited. I get like all of like the yayness of the pregnancy without like the of the pregnancy. Like... There's nothing coming out of me, which is great because I don't want anything going in. I definitely don't want anything coming out. So I'm really happy about it. <laughs> you know, and it's 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 hilarious too because like I know this is kind of sidetracking for a minute, not that we didn't just talk about a DP for like 10 minutes. But like one of the things that I find hilarious is the people that are like, and it's not podcast listeners, right? It's like people that see us out at events and stuff, I think, who are like, go ahead, Cassie. You know what I'm about it, to say. It usually goes under like the, you know, why don't you let Amanda play? Mm-hmm. Like, and and it's usually directed at me because like I'm, I'm the Domly one. So it's like, why don't you let your partner play? You know, why do you, why do you not allow her to do that? And I'm like, I, I want her to play so bad <laughs> with me. Like, I want her to play with me. 
Well, I think people don't understand the concept even of that being a thing. Like, because you guys have such high sex drives and it just doesn't make sense that I'm I'm kind of like asexual-ish. And I think people don't understand that. Like, I've had somebody, I've had people ask me like multiple times, like, so you want to play? And I'm like, no. And they're like, like a week later, they're like, so you want to play? And I'm like, no, I'm like, I don't, I don't do the thing. Why aren't they letting you play? Yeah. Why, uh, why not though? And I'm like, cause I don't want to, it has nothing to do. Yeah. People. It is, but it, which is weird in a way, because like asexuality is becoming so much of like more of a talked about thing. I don't know if it's just genuinely like the shock factor of the mix. I think the mix probably of the three of has us. a bit to do with it. Well, somebody, I don't know what event we were at, but somebody, I told them, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of asexual. And they looked at me and they looked at you guys and you're, they were like, no, you're not. <laughs> There's no way. No, you're not. <laughs> I mean, we were surprised too. <laughs> <laughs> we're still... It was not planned. <laughs> but you're an amazing, lovely partner, and I love you. If I was talking to myself years ago and I had the conversation, myself would have been like, you're out of your mind. There's no way that you would be in love with somebody who's asexual. But? But I caught you before I was asexual. I don't know. <laughs> I hooked you. I don't think it was a hooking thing. I think you're just amazing and oh we connect and we have a lot in common and you're wonderful and, you know, that's a thing. And if anything ever happened to Rigel, I would definitely need to find more sexual partners or a damn good fuck machine, <laughs> but I think we'll make it work. I completely support you. <laughs> Amanda just wants to watch the baby monitor. <laughs> That's the thing. And well, and that's the thing. So like Amanda's like asexual, we, but we've talked about this. You're like asexual, but you're kind of like asexual Voyeur. voyeuristic. And like, especially like asexual, like voyeuristic, but like voyeuristic and like watching people get fucked up. Like, <laughs> so it's like, it's like kind of a toppy voyeurism. Is that like a thing? I have no idea. Toppy compersiony voyeurism. Cause right. uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let's, let's pull, let's pull back to the questions. So, all right. So our next question is, cause this is going to be a long episode, I think. Our next question is from Kitty and it says, was this a planned pregnancy? Uh, I can, I can start with this one if you want. This is something I've talked about a few times before. Uh, so the answer is no, it was the opposite. It was specifically not planned. Some of you who have listened to us know that we had been talking about adopting and we had really agreed against. I don't want to say, I mean, you, you two still wanted a kid, but mm-hmm. we, we had agreed to do the adoption thing. Like we had taken the infant thing off the table. And no, uh, Cassie was actually on birth control when she got pregnant. Yep. I had an IUD. And uh, yeah, that was a bit of a shocker. I got an IUD basically like a month before camp. And went to camp, et cetera, et cetera. A couple weeks later, Rigel was on a work trip. Amanda was at work. And I was like, whew, something doesn't feel good. And I, I'm pretty aware of like IUDs and like them getting lodged or things like that happening. And I was like, wow, uterus is not happy. I need to go to the emergency room. So I went and my theory on this was that there was going to be like a lodged IUD or something like that. We've had damage. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I'd, I'd had a previous IUD years ago. I wasn't going to go that far back that did get broken. So like, I was like, okay, so maybe this is what's going on here or an expulsion or, or whatever. And I went to the ER. They did a ultrasound and Doogie Hauser, because he was a very young doctor who uh, was not incredibly helpful, came in, looked at me and said, well, we couldn't find the IUD, but we found a pregnancy. And of course, I was quite a bit in shock. And he was like, are you surprised? And I'm like, yes, because the one thing that was supposed to be doing the thing to keep the other thing from happening isn't there. And the thing that was supposed to be there is that there. That is such an idiotic statement. <laughs> so, so that was kind of how that whole thing got started. I bring up camp because after all of this and after finding out, you know, I was pregnant, I found out very, very early. So they were able to very easily pinpoint, you know, when things happened. But we got to find out that... Uh, the, the the time of being uh, created was while we were at kid camp, so... Um, you have a camp baby. So we have a camp baby, and uh, that's how that kind of happened. So it wasn't it wasn't a planned thing. And the running joke about that is? Is that I didn't actually have that much PIV sex at camp. Like, I did a lot of, like, fucking other people yeah, and you not... you had your cocks out all week. <laughs> I had my cocks out all week. So, like, the... Statistically, the numbers don't make sense. <laughs> this is statistically improbable. It is improbable. And it was, yeah, and when you say unplanned, so unplanned that, Amanda, you were actually the person who called me. I was out of state. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because we were in the hospital. Hey. And Cassie was like, well, I don't think we had service in the hospital room. I think I Cassie think. didn't want to make the call. I did not want to make the call. I asked you to. Is that um, what that was? Because well, oh, yeah. I was, like, a, like far away. Yeah. I was far away from where you were. And I called, and I was like... Hey. <laughs> so, yeah. So, no, it was not a planned pregnancy. So, another question from Kitty. And we made kind of the the snafu, sorry on us, uh, that a lot of these questions we actually got from multiple people. And we only wrote down the first person who sent it in. But, like, this question was Kitty plus 14 other people. So, a lot of these other questions, we're sorry. We did not write down the name of everybody who sent in the same question. We apologize in advance. But... This question, this was our most requested question, is what does man cub think? Yeah. And there was also like a lot of questions that were like branched off from that with him being so much older. So uh, man cub is is pretty cool with it. Like he's a little bit more, I would say, disappointed a little bit. Uh, yeah. I don't know if disappointed is the right word, but he's a little like, he's a little bit down. Because yeah. And like- that- because of her being born or her coming, but because like he wanted a sibling much long time ago. Yeah, he was he was really um, you know, he's had some younger kids in the house, like partners' kids that he's been really close to. He's gotten to take that big brother role. And, you know, so when he found out, he was super excited for a bit, but then he was like, then he went through this phase of realizing, like, oh, I'm gonna be out of the house before like she's old enough for me to like teach her how to play Minecraft or do a handstand. So he's happy, but a little disappointed, I think, that it is so late. And, you know, he'll be off in college at some point soon. Yeah. But he gets to be the really cool uncle, though. Like, he comes home on the weekend. Do not do that. We tell Piali people, do not call people uncles who are not uncles. Do not call your brother (laughs) uncle either. I'm picking on you. (laughs) But no, he does. He really does get to be Mm. the cool, like, brother. The cool guy, the cool brother. All right, so our next question is from Noah, who's from California. 
And Noah says, I watched the live on being incompatible a few weeks ago. It seems like Josh is not too excited about the baby situation. But me and my polycule are curious as to what Rigel's feelings are. How do you feel about Cassie and Josh having a baby? Happy, indifferent, unhappy? Is that why the baby hasn't been talked about on the podcast? Do you plan on taking a parenting role at all? And how does Cassie know whose baby it is? Rigel? (laughs) (laughs) I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to. So uh, I think it's probably time to clear something up. (laughs) (laughs) So I am Josh. I want to do I am Batman voice. So um, so Josh and Rigel are the same person. And in one way, I'm really kind of sad to be clearing this up because it has led to some hilarious moments. Uh, you know, it hasn't been, you know, it wasn't a, a intentional thing. We, um, uh, you know, Rigel's my scene name. And, you know, when we started the podcast and especially with a lot of the stuff that we talk about on the podcast, you know, I was going by Rigel and I go by Rigel when I teach because, you know, my last job that I was in, they knew about the stuff pretty clearly, but it was also a situation where like, I was in the kind of job where like, I had private investigators looking into my life and they, you know, it was a kind of like, they knew about it, they were fine with it, but it was best not to rub it in their face. So I, you know, I used Rigel as a scene, you know, I used my scene name on the podcast. And then once we started doing more video stuff on the polyamory end of things, because it's on Facebook and because my name on Facebook is Josh and not Rigel. And because by the point we did that, I had switched jobs, you know, for those things, I started going by Josh. So, uh, yes, I, I am. I am the same person. <laughs> Your minds may now be blown. We have had, and this is why I said I'm kind of sad to be clearing this up only because we have had some hilarious moments and conversations that have come from this. We were going to do it eventually here soon anyways, but some some very funny you, you've had more people talk to you about it than well, me that's because you know rigel is like my kink lover who helps me beat people up and is on the podcast and talks about sexy things and josh is you know the very serious but supportive polyamorous coach guy who's like not really kinky so it's been fun when people are like oh you know is Rigel coming to camp after I say like, oh, Josh is over there. And they're like, oh, is, is Rigel coming to camp too? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yes. So. The cat's out of the bag, alas, yeah. as it were. It has led to some really funny moments. But yes, uh, so to answer the rest of this question, I feel the same way Josh does. <laughs> yeah, you know. I think he's uh, absolutely right. Yeah, so no, that that's not why the baby has been talked about on the podcast. The baby hasn't been talked about on the podcast just because... We haven't been specifically talking about the baby unless it's been like relevant to something that we're teaching about. And that's really been the polyamory end where that's been the case. As far as how do I feel? So, you know, folks who have listened to the lives like Noah, you know, know that again, right? We This wasn't the situation I was going for. We have man cub and I love him, but I was done with the kid thing or at least definitely the infant toddler end of things. So, you know, at this point, when people ask me how I'm feeling about it, that I'm getting to a point of being okay with it, which is, is an improvement. I realize that it's going, you know, there's definitely things that I'm not happy about in terms of it changing life in ways that I didn't want. Um, you know, but on the other hand, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting cautiously optimistic about a lot of it. You know, I know that the two of you really wanted it. 
and you two are having a lot of fun with it and are going to have a lot of fun with it. And uh, we're gonna make it work out. So yeah, so I, I said, I, I said, uh, okay, is the point that I'm getting to with it. I think that, I think that excited is probably going to wait until the kid is older. I'm really more of a like older kid, like once they they're growing into more of like older humans, kind of, kind of person. So I don't know anything else on your end, either of you. Now that we've kind of let that out of the bag there. And I know who baby it is because uh, <laughs> Rigel slash Josh, the same person, <laughs> is the only person that is a penis haver that I'm currently uh, engaging in fluid activities with. Our next question is from Jennifer. Uh, I'm assuming you are not putting the new baby's name out. Going by Facebook, you are having a girl, right? Do you have a nickname for the podcast and listeners yet? We have Man Cub. Will she be Lady Cub or Little Dove? No. 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 <laughs> Definitely no on the Little Dove. Oh, God, no. Uh, oh. Oh, that's awful. No. I feel very strongly about this, Rigel. <laughs> Little Dove. No. Ah, uh, Lady Cub. So we haven't, this isn't honestly kind of been at the top of our list of things to discuss. We're still trying to figure out like the house and everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Lady Cub. I don't well, know. Cassie, you were thinking about Valkyrie. I said something huh. like I, I wanna give Valkyrie. Her, I wanna give her like a badass thing. Like and the problem that I'm also having is like Man Cub was like like it happened before the podcast. Yeah. It was just kind of like a natural thing with our son running around in his shorts and looking like uh, Mowgli from from uh, Jungle, Book. Jungle Book. So like it was just kind of like a natural thing that happened. So I'm like, I don't have anything picked out, but like I feel like I don't want to like be like, oh, you're a little dove. You're you're like a well, definitely cute. not that. A little dove is way too fragile for our child. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe she'll 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 name herself. Yeah, I think we're probably just going to say baby right now until she's kind of designated a name. You know, kind of like the cat. Like, he clawed the dog up and then he was named Cujo. So. Okay, but it, you make it sound so violent. It was kind of violent. It was just a little bit violent. So. Yeah, so we don't have a nickname for her right now. Camp um, baby. <laughs> I was like, or we could just go Intern. with like, uh, you know, happy camper. <laughs> That's too go. long. Takes a lot. Yeah. A lot. That's too long. I think we're probably just going to use baby until the baby has designated themselves a name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That seem right to everybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, granted, like man cub is like 16, so we can really only be referring to one baby at this point. So True. yeah. All right. Uh, great question, though. We actually hadn't even thought about that yet. <laughs> Cassie, you want to read the next one? Yeah. The next one is from Charlotte. I'm a switch and due in June. Has pregnancy changed your sex or kink? If so, what ways and how much? Any tips for keeping kink going and making sex pleasurable as my body changes? Why are you asking me? Wouldn't that be a question for you? <laughs> I'm not the pregnant one. Uh, first of all, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. So you'll you'll be having a little one after after we do. Well, I was gonna say, you know, as far as changing, um, for I, me, I was, I was, I was looking at you because I, I was wondering if maybe it has changed anything for you, but for me, 
mainly some of the positions and things like that, sex-wise, I've had to start not so much the whole pregnancy, but now I'm I'm getting a bit big. I'm in my third trimester, and some positions are getting a little more complicated than other ones. Um, when you're trying to get real close to your partner and your stomach's like bumping them off the bed, uh, <laughs> it makes for some interesting things. But for the most part- the baby starts slapping at them because they're- <laughs> Yeah. So, um, you know, it's made for some some changes in positioning. Kink-wise, not a lot for me. I feel a little bit more... Um, Awkward? <sighs> Clumsy? Clumsy. Clumsy is the word I was going to use. Um, I have been, when I play, putting people in hoods and masks a little bit more because I recognize I am not as graceful as I was. So, like... I've been like a little bit more trippy going to get like my flogger or to pick things up. It's changed me in in sort of the uh, elegant movement kind of way. We're not doing anything like struggly. Yeah, that's been a big thing. You're like, out of wind faster. I can hear it. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some other changes. I mean, just kind of like bodily changes, but I don't really feel like it's really affected anything. Much, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Less that's- lube. Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> I've been very wet. Can't see your face when I'm eating you out. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, you haven't even it. thought about that, have you, Amanda? <laughs> I've seen it. Yes, I have. <laughs> I was going to say, have you been down there since you've been pregnant? No, I've seen you. Oh. I've seen you do your thing where you're like, I want to look at you. And you're like, I can't see you. <laughs> like, it's just a big giant moon. <laughs> there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as tips, I don't want to go too far down that that rabbit hole, but go ahead if you have anything offhand. Yeah, hand. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll tell you a few things that I suggest. You're a switch, so fur topping, from my perspective, making sure that you are you're comfortable, and what I mean by that is feeling sexy. So if you feel weird about your body, wear things that make you feel sexy. Throw a blindfold on your partner if you're you know worrying about how you look, and obviously use common sense. Like, you know, Rigel just mentioned, I'm not really doing grappling play right now. So use common sense. And that goes doubly so for bottoming. Like if you're bottoming, recognizing what you can and cannot do is really, really important. All right. Our next question is from Shelly Ann. This is really going to be more for the two of you, I think, in a lot of ways. What is your ideal birth plan and how does it involve all of your loves? If you end up in a C-section... Well, they let both Josh and Amanda in the surgery suite. Who wants to start with this one? I'm going to start with the last question because I feel like the ideal birth plan is something that is both me and Amanda's ideal birth plan kind of a thing, all of us. As far as the C-section question, um, unfortunately, where we live, only one person can be in the operating room if you get a C-section. I am very much hoping not to go down that route. That is not something I am uh, hoping for. So... If that was to happen, I would have to choose one person to be in there. It's not a discriminatory thing. That's just hospital policy. Only one person can go in. I think the main discussion around that so far has just been, is Amanda going to pass out? Yeah, I think um, Rigel would be better not to pass out. Like, I'd like to be in there, but I think um, it's important your support person actually be a support person and not laying on the floor. <laughs> so all the nurses can laugh at you later? They will. You they know, do. listening to those nurses, they laugh at people they, all they do. the yes. time. I do not want to be laughed at. <laughs> um, so we haven't actually fully decided on who that would be. There's been some conversation about it being Rigel. 
if it is a C-section. As far as the rest of my birthing plan, both Rigel and Amanda are going to be there. It starts with hopefully getting cast to the hospital before the baby pops out. Yeah. So the little bit behind that is Man Cub was uh, born. I was only in, in labor for two and a half hours. So we're, we're, we're planning on being at the hospital this time. Uh, Man Cub was actually born in a car. So that is the plan. Well, she keeps getting Braxton Hicks contractions. And eventually one of these times it's just going to be too soon, too close to the date. And I'm just going to be like, all right, let's go hang out in the parking lot of the hospital. Um, <laughs> I was gonna, It was going to be, I'll get you some Taco Bell. But now you can't have Taco Bell because of the diabetes. <laughs> True. I mean, if I'm going into, I mean, we'll have to work that out. But ideally, like, I guess the birth plan really comes down to, you know, I, I want both Rigel and Amanda there. I want to do things as naturally as possible. I'm not big on the whole, like, epidural and, and medication and all that stuff. I think it's a very personal choice, like, when you do stuff like that. But for me, I would like to avoid as much of that as possible. And uh, I'm going to have my my stepmother there because she was an amazing person when I gave birth in the back of her car. <laughs> so. It's going to be that and Amanda and I. And the good news is I and Josh are one person, so we don't take two slots. So you can actually have the two of us and your, your stepmother in there. Yeah. Um, and so. your bestie fielding people in the guest room. and Which she'll be great at. Oh, my God, so much. Yeah. My, my bestie is going to be sort of like my, my uh, fielding person. Um, to make sure people are not uh, bugging and giving space and and that sort of thing. But really, I mean, that's that's my main ideal birthing plan is to uh, do things as naturally as possible um, and to have my partners there and to have that be an experience where all of us can bond. And uh, aside for that, I mean, is there anything else that either one of you want to add? You pretty much went over our entire 13-page birth plan there uh, in just a few short sentences. So I think it's... I think it's pretty covered. Yeah, one other thing that I've realized I didn't answer the question earlier. Do I plan to take a parenting role at all? Uh, and the answer is yes. I think we're kind of still trying to see. I think that you two are probably going to take more of like, especially when baby, baby, like more of the day to day tasks. But yeah, I plan on taking a parenting role. Part of the the conversations around like, you know, like, well, let's adopt an older kid and not necessarily just have an infant, right? Because we always could have made the agreements like, hey, let's just have an infant and, you know, Josh just won't parent at all, is you can't really have a little person living in your house and not parent them. I mean, even our partner's kids, right? So, uh, yeah, so absolutely. As far as like day-to-day breakdown, how that all looks, we're still kind of hashing that out. But the answer to that's yes. You doing okay, Amanda? You look like dying. Mm-hmm. We're getting to stuff about breastfeeding, so. <laughs> That'll perk me right up. Right, well, ah. let's... Oh, God. Uh, no, you didn't. I did, though. Thank Our you. Our next question is from Lauren in Maryland. If I botched your name, I apologize. Lauren is 29. Saw a post in your Facebook group. Is Amanda going to be breastfeeding? How? Take it away, Amanda. Why, yes, I am. I'm so glad you've asked. It's all I've been able to think about for the past three months. I mean, really, her hands haven't come off her tits in three months. Yeah, it's the most they've ever seen me touch my tits. (laughs) So um, I am, we plan on co-nursing. I am inducing lactation, which is a thing you can do, which is mind-blowing. It was to me, and it is to everybody I tell. And you don't actually 
have to have ever birthed a child to do it. So yay me. So I'm taking uh, supplements and such. I'm eating a lot of oatmeal because that's a thing. I eat oatmeal like once a day and it really helps with it. And pink drink from Starbucks apparently is like extremely helpful in your liquid gold that you create from your bosom. I'm up to a lot, (laughs) Uh, but I'm not going to get too deep into that because I won't shut up about it. So because this is also a how question, do you have like a suggestion for books or resources or anything like that? Since it, we did get a couple of questions. This is one of the questions that I botched and didn't add other people's names to that came in. Do you have any suggestions or things like that where folks can find resources on inducing lactation for whatever reason you may want to induce lactation? So I would say the book that I would recommend is the one that I got for Christmas, which was probably the most thoughtful gift I've ever gotten. It was amazing. It was Breastfeeding Without Birthing. I don't remember the author of it right now. And also, if you go anywhere, if you go on Facebook and you search uh, La Leche League, L-A Leche League, that'll pop up for you and it's got a bunch of resources in it. And our next question, I'll just run this in and then I'll let the two of you go on about breastfeeding some more. Our next question is from Marie, 43 in New Brunswick. I am a certified lactation consultant and a doula. What a blessing it is Amanda is going to be nursing. It is wonderful to see you pulling together your poly parenting powers like that and resources to feed your baby breast milk. My question is, Cassie, why are you not nursing though? No judgment, but why opt out? Is Amanda taking more of the traditional mother role, or is it because you can't produce, or is it for other medical reasons? Well, I am. I am planning to nurse, actually. No, we we had the conversation a long time ago, back when we were talking about children even before this happened, and then when this happened, that we wanted both Amanda and I to be able to have the ability to bond with the baby and things like that. And no, actually, I I don't have a medical reason or anything like that that's keeping me from breastfeeding. I'm going to be breastfeeding a lot. You get to talk more about breastfeeding here, Amanda. Oh, I plan on it. Okay, go ahead. Now's (laughs) the time because we move into some other questions from here. Can I say you milk like a cow? Can I say that? Yes, you can say I milk <laughs> like a cow. Cassie milks like a cow. Do you realize she's squeezing her tits as we're sitting here talking? <laughs> I need mm-hmm. to pump. <laughs> it's been it's been two and a half hours. I need to pump. <laughs> we are hoping, well, I am hoping that I can maybe get two feedings in in the morning and then Cassie can kind of take over the rest of the day. So that's all I need to produce for. I'm very, very excited and I think I can do it. I won't get too deep into the breastfeeding. Yeah, but stop. like that's really one of the things that we talked about was that like – We can have like the breastfeeding benefits of both worlds. Like I'm a super night owl and Amanda gets up early in the morning and we're like, you know what would be great? Like Amanda taking the morning feeding and like me taking the nighttime feeding and neither one of us would miss any sleep. Like this is Polly Powers at their best, right? Polly Powers squared. Yeah. So um, I just got like a Captain Planet. Yes, with our breasts combined. (laughs) (laughs) We we can feed a baby and not lose any sleep. (laughs) I actually have two or three people at work that are pretty jealous about that. (laughs) Bet they are. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So anything else on the breastfeeding, folks? We want to hop on. I think that's good. All right. Drive on. I was trying to come up with some boob. Milk, milk on, on. Milk, on. <laughs> milk on, milk on, pump on. I don't know. Uh, that's yeah. Okay, Anyways. so I'm gonna read this one. Yeah, read this, and I can actually start on this. All right. 
Jessica, 29, Maryland. Will Amanda be listed as a parent on the birth certificate? I'm married, eight years, but me and my nesting boyfriend of six years have decided to have a baby. Will they let him still be on the birth certificate as the father? I was told by friends that hospitals automatically, quote unquote, give the baby to the husband or wife you are legally married to. T-Y-I-A. Thank you in advance. Okay. I think that's what the kids say. Yeah. I was going to say, what's what's this? Uh, yeah, I can I can actually start on this. So, yeah, so this is, this is interesting. You know, sometimes we would say, hey, you know, like, this is a legal thing and maybe we don't know enough about that. Uh, in this case, we actually do know quite a bit about it because we've had to research for this. Um, even, again, going back to when we were talking about adoption and stuff before. First off, you know, I want to say this holds for Maryland and not for other places. You clearly need to talk to a lawyer wherever you're at. Um, I highly suggest, by the way, that everybody listen to episode 26 with Ben Schenker, who is a lawyer who works with polyamorous folks and has a lot more information on putting legal stuff into place for poly families. Uh, but the answer is that, so yeah, you're right in Maryland. Uh, in Maryland, regardless of who you want to put on the birth certificate, if you're married, your spouse goes on the birth certificate and you can only have you can only have two people on the birth certificate, like initially anywhere that I'm aware of. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's some place that would make me a liar. Canada. Okay. Canada is now allowing, because um, Canadians are awesome. Yeah. Now in DC, so in Maryland, there's a presumption of, of, of paternity, right? Mm-hmm. In DC, it's whoever you put on the birth certificate. We, we had some discussion of, well, if we wanted a man on the birth certificate, the only way to do that, like off the bat would be to make it down to DC with Cassie and labor, which everybody's shaking their head. And then, uh, but then it would be you and Amanda and I wouldn't be on the birth certificate. So you're right about that. As far as in Maryland, uh, they will automatically give the baby to the, to who you're legally married to. Anybody else want to pick it up from here? I mean, I can keep talking. Yeah. I mean, I think the big thing is this may be a situation that you have to deal with after the fact. So we can talk about what we're doing, but I want to say, you know, for Jessica, that this also comes down to who you're trying to have on the birth certificate. If you're not trying to have your husband on the birth certificate at all, there's a very easy way of handling this, which is a fraternity test. And then you can all go into a courtroom and say, this is what happened. Now, if you don't want just your boyfriend, that's when things get a little bit more complicated. And then we can kind of go into what we're doing. Yeah. Um, Amanda, Amanda's like, I don't know legal stuff. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to do, you can, you can do a third parent adoption. You can have a third parent added on after the birth and you can have that done fairly quickly. And that's what we're planning on doing. So all three of us will be on the birth certificate, uh, within a couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. It's not an automatic thing. It does require, you know, paperwork and going to court and, and doing that sort of thing. But if that is something that you're looking to do and be it that you are in Maryland, you may want to look into reaching out to, um, if not Ben, someone who's associated with um, poly relationships. He has a network now. I was going to say talk to Ben if you're in Maryland. I mean, yeah, that's why not. He's here. He's in Maryland. He does this stuff. Uh, I, yeah. I'd at least talk to him. Uh, we'll link to the that show in the show notes. You know, you can go in there, get his details. And uh, that episode number is, uh, for that episode is 26. So you can go to a touchflavor.com forward slash 026 and hop on over to that and get some more information. Because there's a lot to consider beyond just, uh, you know, beyond just who's on the birth certificate, right? Then you're looking at 
who has rights to visitation. You're looking at who has rights to custody, who has responsibilities for child support. And that's not even talking about like things with houses and finances and how are things being paid for for the baby. So definitely listen to that. Is that something we wanted to talk about a little bit actually or? We can. Yeah. I mean, we want to talk about finances for a minute. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Are you pumpkining? A little bit. A little bit. We'll make it through. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, so then you're you're also talking about like, uh, like finances, right? So we're one of the things that we're working on as part of this is actually moving over to more of, um, you know, because up till now it's kind of been you paying rent, even though that rent has gradually included not rent yeah, things. Like, like, like climbing gyms. Like climbing gyms and phones <laughs> and the car. The car. And, um, and we're, we're really going to move more to like a household, like it being like a household combined finances for stuff for the household, including the baby. Um, yeah. So, and, we can talk a little. I really feel like that's something we, we can go yeah. into more detail in another episode that gets a little into the weeds on how to set something mm-hmm. like that up. But yeah, just you want to make sure that you're considering things, you know, like that. And even if you are doing something, something that a lot of folks like overlook is there are like de facto parenting laws and things like that. So even if your husband wasn't on the birth certificate and you got your boyfriend on there, if you're all living together and your husband's taking a role, there's a lot of stuff there to consider. Listen to Ben's episode really yeah. is kind of the, the, and if you are not in Maryland, because many of you aren't, and you're in the United States, the NCSF has a kinkaware professional list. We'll link to it in these show notes. Find a lawyer near you who is friendly and talk to them because this varies very, very much state to state. And the important thing is this is not just about you as parents. This is also about the kid and how things turn out later as far as, you know, their rights and, you know, issues that they may have come up legally later on too. So you want to make sure you square that away the best you can. Okay. You want to read the next one? So I'm going to say Karia. I'm not sure. From Ohio 37. Sorry if I messed up the name. I'm in an FFM triad. I've been with my wife 10 years and our man lover for eight years. My wife just delivered our first baby last month. I feel nothing but love for our daughter and have been enjoying being a mom too. But there was and still is fear. I'm going to always be the second mom. Our triad is doing great, but I ask myself, but what happens if anything ever happens to the relationship I have? Would I lose my daughter? Amanda, do you have fears like this with not being the bio mom? Also... What are some ways you all are trying to mitigate the lesser parent feels? So I would say I haven't had those fears exactly only because of the people I'm dating. We talk a lot already about de facto parenting. And uh, I trust that we could make agreements that uh, wouldn't keep me from seeing my child. That really comes down to, I don't want to say it comes down to partner selection because you don't know how people are going to act when something nuts happens. People can can change like that. But because I am dating the people that I date and they constantly teach about polyamory and all of that, I kind of have, you know, uh, a step up. So, I mean, I've had similar fears, but not fears that I would lose my child. I mean, I think that there's definitely been some kind of second mom into that i mean that's part of the breastfeeding 
end of thing. Yeah, and that's kind of why I'm doing – that's why I'm breastfeeding so that I can get the bond that I wouldn't otherwise have uh, with with our daughter. Because I've read a lot that the non-gestational parent a lot of times can suffer from uh, from depression from not having that bond that the birthing mother had. So it was kind of my way of trying to mitigate those negative feelings that may have come in. Yeah. I mean, as far as other things, and I'm curious as to your, your two input on this, but I think, you know, in our case, I think one of those things is that one of the things about the way that this is kind of happening is, um, I mean, again, you two are the ones who are like super excited and uppity <laughs> on this thing. So I'm not really sure there's like that feel. I mean, you'd have this, so I'm not really sure like, there's like that feeling that it would be if like Cassie and I were like super like, yay baby and like you were on the outside of this yeah it would i feel like it would be different if the dynamics were different in this relationship but like like for example like me and cassie just did our maternity shoot like this past weekend and that felt like it was a very bonding experience for us and i feel like even it got me kind of closer to the baby because i was in their first photo shoot um great photo shoot by the way um it was amazing we did i think probably three or four, maybe five different sets on it. Yeah, and took like 500 or so pictures. Cannot and- wait to get those pictures back yeah. edited. There'll I be some in the show notes. It. Yeah. yeah. Nice. We did like a, I, I did like a milky shoot, but we also have like some pictures of Amanda and I where it looks like it's a... Uh, advertisement for fertility for lesbians. Oh (laughs) my God, you two with the Marlon Bundo book (laughs) is ridiculous. The Better Bundo book. I'm sorry, the Better Bundo book. book. Like, yeah, I feel like it should be on like an ad for, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I mean, we're doing, I mean, so that, and then, you know, some of this other stuff comes down to like, you know, and again, because of that, and also just because of, how we run the house, like you're going to have equal say, if not sometimes more say just because there might be a lot of stuff that I don't care for say in, <laughs> like, you know, as to like baby life and and yeah. some of that's legal too, but go ahead. Yeah, but from like an emotional standpoint, one of the things that I've really tried is making sure that Amanda feels just as momly as me, like things like, you know, when we were talking about doing a a baby shower, you know, like even the small things like that. And I think if you can find places where you can talk to your partner about being a part of things, like it's the two of you's baby shower. Um, I know you're past the baby point now, but making sure that, you know, you're advocating for yourself to be a part of the conversation and to say, hey, you know, I want to, you know, join in on this and not step back. Right. Like, you know, actually, you know, let your partner know like, hey, I I would like to have part in X, Y and Z, I think is a big thing. There's definitely the legal part of, you know, making sure that if anything ever did happen, that there's ducks in a row and that, you know, you put those things in place. Yeah. And you'd mentioned de facto parenting like three or four times, just so people are aware. Again, please go back and listen to that episode in Maryland and in some other states. There's some tests that attach parental rights and privileges even if you aren't on a birth certificate. So just go back and it, again, way outside the scope of this, but go back and listen to that episode. It's definitely something to be aware of. Yeah. And, you know, so you want to do whatever you can legally to have that in place, regardless of how wonderful your triad is doing. That's one of those things where it's good to have stuff in case something ever went wrong. But on the day-to-day stuff, you know, 
put yourself in there, you know, make sure that you are, you know, asking your partner and and, and interjecting and, and, and being a part of things and not kind of letting yourself be that second mom, I think is important. Okay. So our next question is from Nick, 34 New York. And also, and this is another one of those ones where we've gotten a few questions. Um, Shannon and PA, who I think is 30. <laughs> and yeah, I think a few other people. Uh, how are Cassie, Rigel's, and Amanda's bio families handling the new baby coming? Any problems or issues so far? Then there's a second question that's like, what will we do if issues do come up? But the first one is just any problems or issues. I mean, your parents are always amazing. Yeah, my my as in Cassie's parents. Cassie's parents are amazing. And your dad, like every time he says goodbye now, like he'll hug you and then he'll walk away and he'll come he'll come back and be like, Oh wait, I didn't say goodbye to baby. And they yeah. bought Amanda gay mama shirts for oh Christmas. Oh my gosh, yes, they were so cute. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they, they got both me and Amanda like mommy shirts for, for Christmas and So Cassie's family is great. That kind of goes without saying. <laughs> like your family, man. I'll talk about mine. You want to talk about yours? Yeah, let me talk about let me talk about mine. Um, so my family is still kind of I don't want to say off put by my relationship. They still aren't a hundred percent for it. Like they're they've been coming around. So when the whole baby thing happened, um, I think it freaked them out. But I recently was talking to my mom and I was like so did you breastfeed? And she was like, oh, well, with your brother, yeah, but you, you didn't, you wouldn't do it. And I was like, so I'm going to breastfeed. <laughs> and she was like in shock. She was amazed. And she actually like started a dialogue with me about breastfeeding. And I'd have to say that's probably the most um, we've connected in a long time. So it's really strange how things work out that way. And then she done bought three things off the registry for our baby shower, which is insane. So they're doing much better than I thought they would be doing. Yeah, my family. Um, so my, my siblings are great. I have a ton of siblings. They're all pretty awesome. They're all cool with our situation. Yeah. Uh, at least in so much as we've talked about it. My, you know, the polyamory is always a strained issue with my parents. I'm kind of waiting to see how this turns out. They've been kind of more reachy outy especially with you cassie since yeah. the baby's been on the way i'm kind of waiting to see how that all holds once the baby's born and they realize that with the role amanda's taking they're gonna kind of have to accept amanda to really get to interact with the baby a shit ton and we'll see how that all that all goes but uh yeah i mean so my siblings are great my parents i'm still still waiting to see on that one i'm not sure how that's gonna fall Potentially positive, but not sure. Yeah, so. like your mom has talked to me more in the last few weeks than I think she's talked to me in the last few years. So, <laughs> And that kind of plays into this next question, which is from Nick. Uh, I am in a DS gay bi poly mono relationship. My fiance and master's girlfriend recently had his baby. We plan to parent as a unit. His bio family has been very supportive of us. Her and I's bio family are flipping out and harassing us. How do you three and man cub play in to deal with things from your bio family if they do get judgmental? Which really, I mean, I think it's kind of irregardless of structure or the rest of it, right? I would think the answer to this would be the way we've dealt with judgmental family in the past, which is if you're judgmental, you're not involved. Yeah, I mean... 
this really comes down to the two of you because my my family are like the the snow like the one the like the one snowflake in in all the snowflakes that are like absolutely accepting and amazing and and wonderful. Very unique. So yeah, they're they're super unique in their acceptance. I feel like I could basically like present them with most anything. So I think this is more of a question for the two of you. I mean, as far as man cub, I can say like I know man cub just has no tolerance for bullshit at this point. He's gotten quite like. But when he was younger, yeah. the answer was just. I mean, and you know this this gets to a question, right? And this is just kind of more our approach in general, which is if you have family that's putting bad shit about your family in your kid's ear why have your kids around that family i mean that's that's been our approach and i don't think that's like a hard and fast rule right i don't think there's a right or wrong answer there but that's always been our approach to it and even though we've had partners in the past who like you know they rely on their parents for child care and that's not an option that gets a lot more complicated but i mean that's been my view on it what about yours amanda this is um, kind of, this would be a newer thing for you actually i'm kind of right in line with you though like if they aren't supportive cut them like yeah. I, I, it was hard for me to do that for a while with my family, but then after I did it, they kind of were like, wait, come back. We'll be better. <laughs> it's just a really, you know, and it's one thing, I think it really comes down to the level. My parents, I don't expect to ever be approving, but I, they're also not the kind of people that I'd necessarily be worried about, like, talking about their disapproval to... Like, honestly, like the way my family is with talking about like that kind of shit, like I wouldn't expect them to talk to anybody about it. But like, <laughs> I wouldn't expect, you know, I wouldn't expect them to be like having that conversation with the kid. But we've had partners whose families, you know, like when they start taking that stuff back to the kids, that kind of becomes a whole separate issue and you have to decide how you want to deal with that. Yeah. And, and sort of what I was saying with Man Cub is like, you know, he's old enough at this point where he's like, I'm going to spend my time with the adults in my life I want to spend time with. And if you don't want my adults around, I'm just not going to go. And I know the conversation that our partners have had before with people and that who knows I may have to have is that if you can't be respectful enough of me not to talk shit to my kid, you're not going to see my kid. And I think that's, I mean, honestly, I don't, if that's a situation that you're in, I don't see any other way around it. But again, I don't think that there's really a right or wrong answer there either. And the last thing, Nick, is I would not count out that your family and her family may come around and be a little bit more accepting like your masters. Like don't expect that to be the thing that happens, but sometimes, you know, adding a family, children, things like that do shift people's behaviors. So be open to the idea that there may be some change in that later on. Last question and a damn good one. Dan, 28, Wyoming. Amanda became a parent to man cub. Would you three be okay with a future partner becoming a parent to the new baby? Amanda, you made kind of a choked sound. Yeah. Um. So it's that's really a hard question to answer right now. This is funny. See, I feel like this is actually going to be the hardest question for you because I think Cassie and I know the answer. Well, to this. I my answer is I. That'd be great. That'd be great having another parent for our child. But I mean, I haven't really had any other like serious relationships come in like since I've been in this relationship. Like I don't have play partners and I don't have other partners and I don't have anything like that. So I don't even have a baseline to like 
compare that to, whereas you guys have like plenty. You guys have a bunch. Like you have me, you have your other partners that have had kids that you've brought in. I I guess it depends on the person. Like I'd be fine with a parent, another parent coming in, but they'd have to be like parent worthy. Like, yeah, I mean, I think that I think that's a good answer. Okay, so, good because you were making I a mean, face like, I oh don't my think god, we can really <laughs> say no, right? I mean, that would just that would just not be in line with the rest of our lives, including you being yeah. a parent. I, I think really what it comes down to, and it's it's interesting when questions like this come up. Right, because I've had questions where someone was like, "How did you choose for Amanda to become a parent of Man Cub?" And I'm like, "We didn't really choose that. It wasn't like we were like something that happens over years." Yeah. So you know, Amanda came into our lives, started spending time with Man Cub. They connected, um, and it was a slow integration of having more and more of a parenting role. And we've had other partners who have been. In a parenting role, but not to that extent, right? So, I mean, I think it's—I think the answer is yes, but it's—it's it's something that kind of has to. I mean, it's something that has to happen, right? Like you grow—that's something you grow into. And I feel like this probably is the hardest question for me. Like, I feel like you guys have had experience with this before, but for me, like, I'm the incoming partner, and I've never actually like with Man Cub. I didn't come into his life until he was like ten years old. I don't even know what that would feel like to have somebody else come in and be and start, you know, being a parent like figure to, you know, him or to her. And I don't I have no idea what that would feel like. I'm not I'm no, not saying I'm not willing to explore it like that sounds great. That sounds interesting. It's just an experience that I haven't had and it's interesting to like see the difference in our experiences. I think it's like one of those things. I think that's a completely reasonable place to be. Yeah, I think it's I th- completely valid. I think it's one of those things where it's like, it's like watching a kid grow up and get older. You know, it's like, it's like they're 10 and then you look back and next thing you know, they're 14 and you're like, oh wait, like, like not, and I'm not saying, I mean, we've definitely been way more intentional with that with people that we've introduced to a kid. But what I'm saying is like, th- that's something that you, you grow into that role slowly over time. Like that's, that's something that happens with intention but organically yeah like for me the answer would be yes but it's again that's 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 an organic slow process to get there yeah and it's it's one of those things where yeah maybe they have a parenting role but maybe they're not like a full parenting role maybe they're this it's a lot it's a it's a big question of maybe and it really comes down to that person their interaction. And the other thing that I want to say is it also comes down to the new baby as she gets older, her connection to somebody, right? Like man cub really attached to Amanda and he had other partners that he attached to and he had other partners that he did not attach to, didn't have that kind of relationship with. Yeah. I was thinking of the one he had a little bit of like a, it was almost like a sibling, like a sibling (laughs) <laughs> like kind of acrimonious sibling yeah. relationship, which wasn't wasn't great. So So it really comes down not only to like, are we okay with it, but like Are they? Yeah. I would 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 she be okay with that? Would that be her thing? And also that person, the partners, if they want to be, right? Because we all have choices when we're entering into relationships to not necessarily 
take on being somebody's parent just because we're dating somebody. Like that's and, the whole thing. And that's something that like as it grows that you'd have to talk about. Like you'd have to actually have intentional conversations about it. Because like with my last relationship, you know, I got really involved in the children's lives and then it was just over. And I wouldn't want to do that to somebody. Like that. that is rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's – I mean, and we've talked about that before. Like what does that look like when, you know, your your child attaches to a partner and then you break up and how do you manage that? But yeah, no. So I, that's interesting. See, I, we, yeah. we got to talk to you about something we probably wouldn't have talked to you about for a while. Great question. Yeah. That's what I said. I was like – There's been a lot of great ones one. in here. Yeah. I think – and that actually brings us to the end, folks. So uh, yeah, this has been fun to get out. It's been – it's been interesting for us. It was it was interesting to see how much interest there was, so to speak. And the fifteen questions that were like, "What about mankind?" Yeah, like I was fifteen like, people asked that question. Yeah, it was like we like mankind has a little bit of a of like a fan base. <laughs> we said he should start a spinoff podcast. We were talking about this the other day. Like when he hits he's sixteen, he hits eighteen, he could. Uh, oh, what did we say? What do we like? What did I say? Something like like where, your parents, where like, you, like, like, you have your parents on and you you interview people about their about their weird parents. Well, no, I said, but no, no. What was the title? I had a tentative title. What was it like? Like I don't know. Like I'm just a normal kid with weird parents or yes, something. Yes, that's yep, what it yep, was. Yep, yep, yep. No, no. Well, yeah, you could do that, but I really, I really think that there would be a market in like him interviewing us about like. Like I'm this, I'm I'm like a normal, I'm like a normal straight edge college age kid, and my parents are freaks, and I talk to them on my podcast. Called, <laughs> I'm I'm just a normal kid, and my parents are freaks. I don't know. Like I feel like you could, you could do a spinoff and have a following. So, uh, but yeah, it was it was great answering your questions, and uh, we promise we won't keep you in the dark on stuff <laughs> in the future. <laughs> we weren't doing it intentionally. So yeah, you know, thank you for all your questions. It was awesome having you on, Amanda. Thank you so much. I do this feel like great. I feel like we are gonna have to do this more with wine. Well, because I mean, we, we've only had you on for a couple like really specific. Unicorn-y. I think it's only been like two or three episodes. I feel like we should have a couple and just like bullshit. Like honestly, <laughs> yeah. How many episodes have you been? I thought you were only on the one. Two. Ask a unicorn, and then was there another one? Yes, there was Ask a Unicorn where Amanda gets her own episode. Oh, now I'm going to link to these in the show notes. And there was um, there was the one where we had all those questions on building a poly household, how to add a third or fourth to your relationship. You were on for that. I don't think so. I, I don't know. Do. They both sound like they're, they're, they sound very similar. Hold on. I think I was on for two though. Okay. Yeah. Because the first one is when you guys figured out I had a phone sex voice. And then you were like, you should record the intro to our stuff for a little bit. Yeah, Amanda. And then there was another one. That's why you're our message for the podcast when people call you or the voicemail. Oh my God, am I still the voicemail? Yeah. Am I really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, oh that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Amanda's back in the studio. Yeah. For... So what, what episode is that? So how to add a third or fourth to your relationship is episode 22. Oh, early and on. Then... Yeah, well, that's why we're all sitting here trying to remember... Ask a Unicorn, Amanda gets her own episode with 16. So you were on for 16 and 22. Wow. So it's been, what are we up to? 90. This is 91. 91. 91. Yeah. So yeah, it's been, wow. it's been almost 50 episodes I've since you've been, been on. I've been slacking. Man. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of that, folks, if you want to find the show notes for this episode, because we mentioned a couple of resources that we're going to list, you can do that at 
atouchoflavor.com forward slash 091 because this is episode 91. Of the Touch of Flavor podcast. <laughs> We're just going to do a podcast where you have to talk like that the whole time. All right, everybody. Well, it's late. Amanda's pumpkining, but it has been great talking. Oh, this has been a fun episode. We are going to have to have you on some more, though, in all seriousness. Mm-hmm. Earlier, and, uh, earlier in the evening. Earlier in the evening. We'll find some like fun shit to talk about. Just bullshit. That sounds great. Yeah. So, all right. All right, folks. Have a good night, and we will see you the next time around. Thanks for listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, where we're building relationships outside of the box. Got a question about kink, power exchange, or open relationships that you've been holding on to for years? This is the place to ask it. Submit your question at atouchofflavor.com slash ask, or leave us a voicemail at 833-ASK-TOF1. I don't let him in when we're podcasting because he terrorizes me. Well, yeah, he's, he's going to sit arch, out there and meow. That's my see, arch nemesis. He, he's either going to terrorize you from out there or terrorize I was trying to do like arch meowesis or something. But it just arch meowesis. <laughs> <laughs>